Good morning. Welcome to my Instagram live. It is early. It's 8.40 over here. Having some lemon tea. My sinuses are a little bit doing a thing. I hope I'm not getting cold. I'm just gonna wave to some people. Hello, hello, welcome. Um, so today I'm gonna be discussing my journey with overcoming the shadow of pro proving and the proving pattern. Um, I know that a lot of entrepreneurs can definitely, or just humans can definitely relate to this. Um, and this is part of the nine sabotage spirals that I teach. Um, and this is like proving, which is huge. Hi everyone. Welcome. Super huge. So I want to begin with sort of talking about what, what is proving? How does it manifest? What does it look like? So as an entrepreneur, when you're proving, it can manifest in many different ways. And here's the thing is that with my experience uh, working with multiple seven-figure entrepreneurs and also new entrepreneurs who are still highly gifted, um, I can see the proving throughout the entire thread of people. And... It doesn't just go away. I want to like talk about the fact that like a sabotage spiral, it's not something that like, oh, now I've made a lot of money and so proving pattern isn't there. Or, you know, now I have a lot of followers, so there's no sabotage, there's no shadow. That just isn't the case, right? Um, and the really cool thing, hi everyone, welcome. Um, the really cool thing is that at any point, you can illuminate it. You can illuminate the parts of yourself that feel like, oh, I don't want to admit to that. That feels scary. That feels weird to say. Um, so in this case, for me, my journey with proving, I mean, gosh, it's it was lifelong. You know, it was totally lifelong. I can remember early, like I have early memories of just feeling like I need to prove something. So... Again, we'll talk about what some symptoms of proving looks like in your business. Um, of course, if you have a sabotage spiral of proving, it's not going to just show up in your business. It's going to show up in different parts of your life as well. But today we'll focus on business as an entrepreneur. What does proving look like? So number one, and this is like in no sequence, but like number one, exhausting your gifts. I know for me as someone who does intuitive work, as much as like my work also involves strategy and, and, um, you know, more of the 3d tangible, it's also looking at someone's unseen world, the shadows and the intuitive aspects that to people typically can't see. So like contracts and, um, past lives and what's happening energetically. So for me, I would exhaust my gifts so much so that like when I would get on a call with a client, I felt it in my body. It was like my posture had to be like, okay, and now I've got to like 
turn my gifts on. Like I'm going on now. Instead of just being from a relaxed place, instead of just being Natalie and allowing the gift to come through, it's like I had to go into a certain like posture. I could feel it was a whole body experience that my proving was manifesting as, which made my work harder. I felt more burnt out by the end of the day because it felt like, oh my gosh, like I'm an oracle. Like I have to know the things. I have to be the one with the answers. Especially if we are getting, you know, paid for a service. It's like, oh my gosh, I have to have all the answers. That was all of my proving wanting to come in. Just saying hi to everyone. Um, that was that was how my proving wanted to manifest was through like needing to have all the answers on client sessions. And what's interesting is that when you're coming from a place of proving, you're actually, that informs everything, that informs your marketing, that informs your messaging. So I was also marketing the wrong part of my work because I was coming from a place of proving. I needed to prove that I could um, have the psychic vision to see the deep uh, creepy crawlies and I needed to prove that you know I could go through the past lives and do these clearings so because I was leading from that place I was attracting that type of work I was attracting the type of clients who wanted a show who wanted to be proved to so the simple core of me holding this spiral, the shadow of proving, not only manifest in, like again, that posture of showing up onto the call and being like, okay, I've got to prove something, but I'm also energetically calling forward people who want you to prove something to them, who are already in this sort of codependent connection. Um, that's what's happening energetically, but also, again, how we, uh, like the words that we use in our marketing, everything that we do or say in our marketing is also calling forward uh, experiences where we have to prove ourselves because we're holding that, we're being that. So exhausting your gifts, right? That's, that's the number, that's number one on the list for me, um, was definitely... Hi, Carly. Hi, Anna. Hi, Jen. Hello, everyone. Welcome. So let me know if that resonates with you. Like, have you ever felt like you've had to exhaust your gifts in order to prove um, or even to justify your price? Like in order to justify your price for me, in my experience, I definitely in the past felt like, oh, if I'm charging this, then I have to like really come and just give all of like the best answers here. And it's like what that was actually doing was moving me away from my gift set. Because if, I mean, the way that I work with intuition is channeling through my Oracle body, using my whole body. And if I'm in this posture of needing to prove, it's like in my solar plexus, I would contract and life force couldn't move through, much less intuitive messages. So if I was in this place of proving and wanting to over deliver, 
I'm actually not able to receive the work. I'm not able to receive the messages. I'm not able to receive in the highest capacity that my client deserves and that I deserve to share because I'm holding this need for proving, right? So yeah, Anna says totally, she agrees. As a energy worker, she totally gets it. Energetic engineer, excuse me. Um, okay, so that moves me into my second point of over-delivering, which is similar to the exhausting of our gifts, um, but it could be different if you're not, for example, like an intuitive or you're not necessarily using your gift set. Maybe it's a lot more of like the the strategy mind uh, mindset part. It's still the same thing, over-delivering, right? You could be a lawyer and has nothing to do with like the energetic world, but you're still over delivering what you do because you feel like you have something to prove. So over delivering in my experience, what that used to look like is needing to include every single thing. Like we're doing hypnotic track, call, boxer, we're doing a gift. You have access to this and you have access to that. And, you have and it was like, I would just give everything for not an equal exchange but I would do so because I felt like, let me just show you everything. Let me just, and it's like this over delivery, again, creates the misalignment. Because we're coming from a place of needing to prove something. We're coming from a place of needing, needing validation from the client, needing validation from anyone else. If you're just hopping on, we're talking about overcoming uh, proving as a sabotage spiral. And my, my experience with this, um, again, there are other ways that it could manifest for you. There's other things that could be at play, which is sort of the point of this conversation is I want you to look at, ooh, what does this touch for me? How does this manifest for me? Um, so definitely this place of over delivery. And that could also look like not having clean boundaries with clients, right? So being available at, you know, maybe 10 p.m. to answer questions simply because you're coming from a place of needing to prove, right? Needing to justify your prices by um, making sure that they know that you've got the answers. We've got a comment here, Isa. I think that's Isa. I hope that I think that's your name. Um, I'm definitely healing from this in burnout as a tattoo artist. Oh my gosh, totally. So yeah, you can find this in several industries, and absolutely, proving will lead to burnout. Over delivery leads to burnout. Exhausting our gifts leads to burnout right? So the, the thing that we really want is like recognition. The thing that we really want is like effortless recognition. And that doesn't happen when we are in burnout. That doesn't happen. Like it's such a misalignment when if I have to prove something, then that person that I'm trying to prove to is just not it. Whether it's a client, whether it's a friend, whether whatever, right? Like a personal relationship, you know, I'm married, but like if I were 
dating and I were to feel like I have to prove something to the partner, to like the other person, oh, hell no. Like that would be a no for me, right? Um, that, But I can see that now because the shadow is illuminated. But best believe in the past, I was trying to prove to everyone. Ooh, I have this example of, I remember like dating this guy for a little while and um, I felt like I had to justify and prove that like me not going to following the traditional route of like schooling and career anymore. Like I had to justify, I had to prove that me do, being a Reiki master teacher and being, you know, doing all this stuff was like the right thing. And so I remember always like being like, see like Reiki this and like see Reiki that. And it was like always coming from this place of proving instead of just being with someone who's like, I love and support your journey, right? The same thing can happen in our business. Um, we'll, we'll actually touch on more of that. Okay. So the next one is convincing. So perfect lead in. Um, I like to give this example of how I used to prove and convince. Um, if you're from the States, then this will make sense too, but I'm from the East coast from the, from the DC area. So it's heavy on the, uh, it's heavy on the politics. It's heavy on the gray suits. It's heavy on the, like, what, school did you go to? That's the first thing someone's going to ask you. What school did you go to? Um, what do you do? They don't care about anything else other than like, what do you do? What school did you go? It's like, so they're, they're basing how they're going to interact with you. Um, from what you do for a living or where you went to school or what company you work for. So that was definitely a difficult environment for me to be in as someone who was like, I'm apprenticing with shamans and I'm like doing this energy work and I'm doing this and that and the third and like, I'm going to school for hypnosis. And people are like, uh, are you gonna make me like quack like a duck? Stupid shit like that, you know? <laughs> so that was such a difficult environment for young Natalie, but such a fucking great opportunity for me to see this shadow completely in its and it's like raw form so I remember you know when people say like oh what do you do and I'd be like I'm a Reiki practitioner and Reiki means universal life force energy and you know this was like 10 years ago um you know means universal universal life force energy and also um you know the healing of hands was actually in the bible too so like I instantly out of the gate needed to prove that what I was doing was not wrong, morally wrong. I needed to prove that um, I wasn't just like a quack, right? Like I, I wanted to be taken seriously. And when I would go to networking events and stuff like that um, to market my work, it was like instantly I had to prove that I was also grounded and tangible. Anna says, or not frivolous. Oh yeah, interesting. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was definitely like, I had, I had to prove that like, I'm also part of this 3D experience and I want nice things, but also I'm saying like, it was like there was, I couldn't just accept myself. I couldn't just like accept my work. 
I couldn't, right? Like I needed to just prove something out of the gate. And, you know, definitely too, I remember, um, like explaining what I do to family. Like it was just, I was consistently put in like these sort of triggering situations, um, where I knew I was going to be met with judgment, where I knew that like, I, I felt I had to show evidence of everything. So, um, on the other hand of that, like, so I was mentioning being in this like DC area where I had to prove that like, I'm not a quack, but on the other side, oh, and also prove that I'm not a bar trick, right? That like, you know, I, I would be at bars at that time a lot. And when people would say like, oh yeah, like, so you're like an intuitive, like read me. Okay, so like, what am I thinking? And like young Natalie would totally be like, okay, well, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm feeling. This is what, and you know, of course it was accurate. Duh, no, <laughs> of course it was exactly what they needed to hear. Um, but like, I'm not a bar trick. And also like you fucking have to pay me. And I didn't hold those standards, right? Um, so again, on the other side of that was also going into circles of, there were smaller circles of healers around me in that time, but also going there and also feeling like I need to prove like, oh, I'm really good at what I do. Like, I'm a really good energy healer. Actually, like I can see, I'm clairsentient. Like I can feel and see and do all these things. So that definitely was also like, I need to prove my gifts to other healers. I need to prove myself to other intuitives, right? It was like both the ego coming in and also this needing of validation, right? So, okay, that's, that's a good, I think that's good on convincing. Let me know if you've ever felt like you've had to convince people of the work that you do, especially if what you do is in the intangible world, right? Like it's the unseen world. It definitely feels like that is when the proving needs to come out a lot, when we have to convince people of what we do because maybe you can't quite see it or maybe what you offer is, you know, internal transformation. If what you offer is internal transformation, how do we quantify that, right? That That's where... That's where I think a lot of people get stuck. By the way, there is a way to quantify it through aligned messaging, just FYI. That's just like a side note. Um, okay, the next one is another form that proving can come through is leading with credentials or certifications or titles over transformation. So this is definitely when people become sort of addicted to okay there's nothing wrong like i am always learning i'm always buying courses and refining my skills and being and doing better i'm always work with mentors like i am always learning in uh, human design i'm a 5-1 projector like i it's important for me to obtain and be masterful at my skill right so there's nothing wrong with this I think with where the shadow aspect can sort of manifest is when you feel like you have to get a bunch of certifications where you feel like you 
have to continue to add to your title in order to be taken seriously. Kimmy says, me too, five two. Oh, cool. Welcome. So it's definitely like this place of um, needing, needing this in order to prove, right? I mean, I have a certification program called the Granja Vortex Method. It's amazing for learning deep transformation on all layers of the unconscious and energy work so you can apply it in a hypnotic track. Like, by all means, you know, get a certification in something that you're that you really love and that is going to help further you um, along. And it's not the thing that is going to save you. Right? Like certifications aren't going to save you. And when people lead, I remember, um, I remember when I would like hire mentors. This was like back in the day before Instagram was like as big as it is now. And I would go on websites and I would see like. 20 certifications again nothing wrong with that right have all your certifications but if what you're leading with is i'm certified in this 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 and this and this you're not actually telling me like what transformation am i receiving so many people will hide behind certifications or titles or whatever because they they, they want to prove that they that they know that they're smart enough that they're well-informed enough, instead of actually telling me how is your gift set of all of this, how is your knowing of all this actually going to impact me? So that's one of those sneaky ones where proving wants to come in and it looks like productivity. It looks like, yeah, like I've got all this stuff, but if behind the certifications, if behind the titles is this need to prove then that's going to be felt. You know, it's really important to remember too that like people feel energy. Even the people that you're like, oh, they like maybe family members like, oh my gosh, like they don't know anything about energy. Well, actually they do, right? Because we are energy bodies. We have nervous systems. We're always receiving information. Even if we don't have the words for it, even if our conscious mind isn't necessarily processing it, we're always receiving. So what I find when people are like, how do, I be, how do I become magnetic? How do I bring in all of this effortlessly? Well, let's first focus on the fact that people can pick up energy without even having the words for it. So even if you're leading with a bunch of certifications, let's say, if the energy behind it, if the core action behind it is this place of proving, then guess what? They're going to feel that even if they don't have the words for it, maybe the conscious thought isn't, oh, this person's trying to prove something, but it just feels like, hmm, keep scrolling. Just feels kind of off. They just keep going. There's not a pool to say, ooh, tell me more because they don't want to work with someone who's proving. And if you do, if there is a connection there, then what you're connecting with is that other person's need for validation, which then creates codependent, partnerships with clients. So I have a comment here that says from Kimmy, yes, the healthy calling versus inadequacy. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Um, okay. The next uh, symptom of proving is performance. So this is, you know, a lot of these are kind of similar. Maybe there's just different words to explain different aspects of it. 
but performance, um, it sort of reminds me of the bar trick, right? So needing to, needing to put on a show in order to be seen as something. So I'll give you an example. Back in the day when people would find out I'm an energy worker, um, or I would do, I'm an energy healer, you know, with my background in shamanism and Reiki master teacher and all the things, like when people would find out, um, I would be asked like, oh my gosh, can you do an energy healing on me? Can I feel it? I've always wanted to try. And so in the middle of a party, in the middle of going to someone's house, like even if I didn't want to do it, I just felt like I kind of had to in order to guess what? Prove something. And I have like vivid memories of specifically people who didn't know about energy healing. Specifically people. So let's say it's like a friend's boyfriend, a friend's husband or whatever. Who are like, oh no, like that's not like, oh, I don't believe in this. I'd whip out my cards and be like, cool, like let me read you. I would put my hands on their head or on their body and I would start tuning in and give them all the information. Was it accurate? Of course it was. <laughs> but also like what the fuck is that like why am i in dynamics where i have to like be like dance monkey dance right like no i am not performing i am a professional hello everyone welcome welcome so that that's that's the difference there right is like why am i needing to put a performance to now prove that like this thing that you don't believe in does work. Why is like, that's not what I need to be doing, right? So the cool thing is on social media now, on Instagram now, <laughs> Nicole says, I love this. <laughs> um, hi, gorgeous, hello. Um, okay, so the cool thing is that on social media, what we can do in, in order to not prove, right? Like what sort of what I tell people in my Oracle business um, school family, what I say is like, if you feel like you need to prove in your content, like I need to prove that like this works. I want you to look at that as the other spectrum of proving is um, education. So there is a way to be able to educate people without needing to prove. It's a really similar sensation as like, oh my gosh, I feel anxious. It's like, okay, can I transmute this anxiousness into excitement? You know, maybe, maybe it's not that I'm anxious. Maybe it's that I'm excited, right? It's like that same spectrum. That's why I see it. it's like, how do we move this like proving into like education, right? So it, from a content standpoint, if the work that you do is like the intangible, like we're talking about, and you feel like, well, how do I tell people about what I do? Education, right? So like I, what I would have told old Nat, like young Natalie, if she was marketing on Instagram is like, start with post on what is life force? You know, wh wh where does, you know, Dr. Yusui's information come from? Where does this, you know, and I would have started with like just factual information. And then those who wanted to learn more, that's the people you want to work with. But it's not needing to convince anyone. If you're needing to convince anyone and your audience or your clients, I promise you, like, there is a world where you don't have to do that. I promise you. So just want to put that out there that, like, it doesn't have to be that way. Um, okay. The last one that I have here written 
is needing to be seen calling attention someone up here i think sort of put that in a good it said the healthy calling versus inadequacy so yeah it's like it's like think about like the unhealthy calling it's like needing to be seen needing to be recognized needing to prove something that is what i'm referring to as like attention so um in like the traditional way of looking at the chakras and and the body at least from how i've been taught it is that when we have when we're looking at the chakras it's not like one chakra is blocked it's that it's either overactive or underactive when i think of this needing to call attention it's an overactive chakra so a lot of times people think like oh my shock my throat chakra is blocked and that means like i'm very quiet and timid and actually you can have a un um an imbalanced throat chakra and it's someone who is the loudest person in the room and it doesn't even have to be how much you're speaking but it's so much so it's more about like the uh calling forward attention so a lot of my work when is teaching people how to create more visibility both energetically unconsciously looking at the shadows so that we can see like what what part of our shadow is wanting to call forward attention versus when we are in this place of um, ownership and power, that becomes the visibility. That becomes the new magnetism. Okay, I'm gonna take a sip of my tea. So yeah, needing to be seen slash attention. Um, that can feel really frustrating, especially when you're earlier on in your business. Um, okay, I just got a question from Nicole. What are some ways to work with you right now? I'm new to your space, but want to learn more. Oh, yay! Oh, thank you, Nicole, for that recognition. So, actually, I'm going to have a workshop um, called... Uh, uh, illumination, alchemizing the sabotage spirals. So this is just one of the spirals and you're seeing like how juicy it is. We're going to cover all nine. It's going to be an intensive workshop and it's going to be on December 8th. So you're so welcome to go to the link in my bio and, um, and reserve your seat for that. I'm actually also having a sale on some courses, which is also in the link in my bio. Um, code is grateful. Um, and so if you wanted to just see what that looks like, you can totally do that. If you want to inquire about one-to-one, -one, feel free to DM me. Uh, but a good way to just also like learn more is going to be at the workshop. Um, but yeah, one-to-one -one is definitely an option as well because I'm opening my books for the new year. So you could definitely DM me if that's what you want to do. All right. Um, thank you so much for that question. So needing to be seen, attention. We talked about that. Okay, cool. So now let's talk about what triggers proving. What actually triggers it, right? So it, it can sometimes look like we're just existing in this place of proving, but we want to identify what is the trigger. And it's going to be different for everybody. I'm going to give you some general ones and I'll share what was the big thing for me. So it could be needing to get on a sales call feels like oh god now i've got to like prove i've got to like talk about what i do i gotta like prove to them that like this is really gonna help them like so sales calls can be really triggering for some people right um so maybe that's it for you take note 
Another one is um, meeting other industry leaders. So maybe being like in a room with other people who do some, you know, similar things to what you do, or being in a group of maybe even like maybe even being like in a mastermind, like starting uh, starting out in a mastermind or in a group program and feeling like you need to come off the bat, like proving like, oh, like I've got this figured out. Like I'm not like them. I'm not like them. Like I like I'm actually really gifted. That was definitely a thing for me. Like I had a hard time joining group programs online or hiring even my first online mentor because I was like, they don't know, like, I'm really good at what I do. I'm really good. And my ego and my need to prove is what would actually keep me separated from my success. Because obviously mentorship and being in group dynamics and learning together and learning from others, that is super healing. So um, that could be one of your triggers, right? What is triggering the proving? In my case, I mean, I had several, but one of the most like relevant ones to share is I would, the proving pattern would kick in anytime someone would ask me what I do or more about my work. Um, this was earlier on too, right? Like this is when my essentially who was asking was not necessarily like spiritual aligned, awakened people. Like now we'll get to that. So Asking what I do and about my work would would instantly move me into a proving pattern, which is funny because all I ever wanted at that point, and of course continuously, like is to have a successful business, to make a lot of money, to make a lot of impact, work with amazing people. So if that is what I desired, but I would instantly shut down at the idea of someone asking me what I do or asking me more about the work that I offer, complete sabotage, right? So you, you'll hear me use the term sabotage spiral. So uh, the way that I look at it is like we have a shadow. When the shadow goes unchecked, it becomes the sabotage spiral and it's a downward spiral. But when we illuminate it, we can actually turn it into a gift. And we can see that the proving is actually trying to lead us to something. So. Um, what's interesting now is that because I've illuminated, because I've alchemized this shadow of mine, I'm no longer in audiences or groups of people online or in person where I have to prove where people are, people aren't asking me like, well, how do I know this is going to work? People don't ask me that. They just know that it's going to work because they already have the education. They, this isn't the first time they've heard about whatever, right? So, and even if they are new to it, they're willing to go through my website, go through my results, go through my testimonial, go through my highlights. Like the type of person that's now being called in based on my like inability to prove at this point is self-sufficient adults, open, awakened people, right? So my boundary, my anchored in reprogramming of I am not available to prove, then calls forward a whole new timeline of clients, audience, money, exchange, all of it. So again, I want you to identify if you really resonate with proving, like what what triggers that for you? Um, 
Okay, so remember how I said there's a way in which the proving is actually trying to take us into a gift, right? Our shadow is really trying to give us a gift here because we don't hold on to patterns if it's not productive for us. We're not holding on to patterns for the sake of just being in sabotage. It's because we're getting something out of it. So as a result of proving, what happens? Again, this could look different for everybody. I'll share for me, as a result of proving, what I would get out of that was I was actually trying to create tangibility. So when I needed to prove, when I needed to prove, um, you know, energy work in a really like, you know, not, um, not dark or weird way, when I needed to prove that it was such a healing and beautiful energy, that was me trying to create the tangibility of my work. Everything was always trying to lead me to how do I explain what I do in a way that is taken seriously? And for me, again, this is this is what it was trying to do for me. Maybe this resonates with you or maybe what proving does for you is something different, which is the whole point. It's like when we identify, when we explore and play with, this, with the spirals and the illumination of the sabotage, that's where we can actually see the whole system. It's like a root system. So for me, it was... I'm try it's trying to lead me into more tangibility. So what happens when there's more tangibility in my work? Oh gosh. What happens when there's more tangibility in my work? Well, when there's more tangibility, I'm grounded in the work that I offer, AKA I'm embodied in the work that I offer. So when I'm embodied in my work, notice the difference. Hear, hear the word. Maybe you can sense the different texture. Maybe you can feel the different weight of it. Proving versus embodiment. Proving, embodiment. When we are proving, we are not embodied in the work that we do. We are not grounded and rooted in the evidence and transformation of the work that we do. So it's like this flighty energy of always needing to like be outside of ourselves. When we are truly embodied in what we do, that's where the magnetism happens. That's where as a byproduct of who we're being and who we're living, we are now aligning with the right situations, the right environments, the right clients, and the embodiment informs the content. The embodiment informs the courses, the programs, the offers, the embodiment offers our prices. Every shadow that we have, every spiral that we have is informing all aspects of our life. So if we don't illuminate it, we are living in a sabotaged timeline. To me, business strategy has to go hand in hand with identifying our sabotage spirals, identifying the shadow. Because someone can give you a step-by-step -step strategy, but if you are not willing to sit and look at the parts of ourselves that is 
running the show and we're not willing to look at what is the actual gift here. So when my proving was happening, it was really trying to lead me into embodiment. But instead of being able to move straight into embodiment, I had to go through this whole spiral. And if I didn't sit and really identify it, I would still be in the proving. I wouldn't be on this live. I wouldn't have this life. That's for sure. So, just saying hello to everyone. Hi, Leandra. <laughs> I am actually about to hop off. Um, but I do want to talk about also just real quick, like what does embodiment look like as a result of it? So as a result, if you're just hopping on, we're talking about how proving pattern, how the sabotage of proving in my journey was always trying to take me into the process of embodiment. So embodiment also looks like arriving to all of yourself. Like we're not trying to eliminate the shadow. We are trying to be aware of all parts, right? So arriving to all parts of ourselves. Um, power is sourced from within instead of without. What happens when we're in a lot of proving is we're giving power to the clients, we're giving power to the audience. We're giving power to the haters. We're giving power to everyone outside of ourselves to give us the approval instead of recognizing and seeing ourselves. But we can oftentimes have recognition when we are actually living what we're talking about, right? So walking your talk. When we are embodied, we're also more willing to go first, aka be an industry leader, be a disruptor right? People want to be led. They want to feel like the person I'm hiring, like they know what they're talking about. The person I'm hiring has done it before, is doing it. So in order for that to happen, in order for us to be able to go first, we have to be embodied in our work. We have to be able to receive the downloads. In order to receive the downloads, we have to listen to our oracle body, if we are not listening to our oracle body and we're listening to the sabotage of proving, if we are listening to what other people are, whether, whether other people are giving us approval or not, we're not going to receive the download. We're not going to receive the gift. We're not going to receive the what's next, the visionary insight because we're so stuck in the proving. Last thing I want to say here is when we are stuck in a proving pattern, we are really just not wanting to feel the discomfort of someone else judging us, of someone else um, not believing us. We don't want to feel the discomfort of someone else, um, you know, thinking whatever they want to think, projecting on us. When we are embodied in our work, that's also expanding our capacity for discomfort. If you don't believe me, fine, right? Like I can, the discomfort just rolls right off of me now. But that's because I'm willing to hold like, cool, I know what I do. And if someone else judges me or doesn't believe me or whatever, cool, right? But earlier on when we're still in that proving pattern we we want to run away from that feeling of 
other, someone else's discomfort. Um, one of the biggest parts where that's illuminated for me is the mind going, well, what do I speak or share about then at all? Ooh, yeah. So what I mentioned before was it's not, so on the other side of proving is embodying, is, um, education. So about the embodiment versus proving. Yeah. So education, how can we lead Well, the funny thing is you could take a post that is coming from a place of proving and another post that is coming from a place of education, they're going to sound very similar, right? The context is going to be similar. The difference is the energy behind it. The energy behind it will sometimes add some more convincing words, more convincing energy. So take, for example, you are an astrologer, let's say, um, instead of saying, well, all the world's you know, most successful people use astrology and astrology actually, right? Like it's coming from this place of like, oh, like it's not crazy. Like everyone else does it too. The difference could be astrology was actually, you know, predates most religions. We, we see signs of astrology in the ancient Sumerians, right? Like that is an educational post. I mean, maybe that's like too historical, too educational, but like you see the difference, and again, sometimes it's going to look similar, but the words that we're saying to describe it, the energy behind it, that's what's different. So it's not that you're not allowed to talk about, you know, what it is that you do or, or talk about the whole system. Absolutely do so. Just notice in your body, what does proving feel like? Is there contraction in your solar plexus? Do you feel a loss of air? Is there not enough life force coming through? Just notice what proving feels like in the body versus when you're chatting with a good friend and you're gushing over something like, oh my gosh, let me tell you. Oh, you don't know what the sun, moon, and rising is? Let me tell you, right? That's the difference. Okay, she says, oh, oh yes, okay, that, that's felt and makes sense. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. If uh, another, we have Chelsea here that says, it feels like trusting that I'm not... Um, vying or sacrificing resources there's an abundance of perfect clients is another way of proving shows up okay let me read that again it was like trusting that i'm not vying for scarce resources there's an abundance of oh this is in response to what does it feel like what does contract what does a uh, proving feel like versus like being in the embodiment yeah um so good Okay, guys, I'm going to start making my way out. I wanted to share that I'm actually having a workshop on December 8th um, discussing the nine sabotage spirals. Uh, this is one of them. We've also obviously gone in depth on like my process of what that looks like. Um, we're going to be talking about the other ones, which is going to be so good because I think you'll be surprised. It's really funny. There's a light in front of me that keeps like flashing on and off. I'm like, Tell me, what does this mean? Um, so if you want to go to the link in my bio, there is information there. It's called Illumination. Two and a half hour workshop. Going to go super in depth. Obviously, you see we've gone very in depth here. Um, I'm really excited because I truly believe that when you can understand where your sabotage is, it moves you out of sabotage timeline into most abundant timeline. So uh, if you have any questions, Feel free to drop them in here. I'll come back and read them. 
If you want to DM me any questions about the workshop or about the process, how we can work together, you can definitely do that as well. Thank you so much for spending your morning with me. I have not finished my tea. I need to chug this and sending so much love. Thank you so much for being here.